What's going on, goons? This is episode 47, Notes of a Goon. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn, joined as always by my stalwart producer, Michael Harrington. How are you, Mike? Doing great, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing good. Right before we get into anything, uh, we got to talk about we're having our first piece of merch uh, uh, up on podcastmerch.com. It's the Notes of a Goon shirt. It's coming out. Uh, can you pull it up? It's on my Instagram page, Mike, at Chris from BKLYN on Instagram. Just pull it up. It's going to be starting on July 12th to the 20th. You're not supposed to be on the show, Rob. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I like to give advice on the show. First bit of advice don't go into business with Jews. That was Robbie the Fire Bernstein. Uh, I'm just making sure you. We're doing the, all right, I'm doing the porch tour. All right, that was uh, Bernie Sanders. That was Bernie Sanders telling you to come out to the Summer Porch Tour, uh, which will be, we have four dates set, July 3rd and 4th, this upcoming weekend, July 3rd in Philly, July 4th, we're in Myersville, Maryland, it's going to be a great time, yeah, then we're in Boston, uh, the 17th, then in August, on the 14th, we are in Nashville, Tennessee, you can get tickets, it's donation-based, it's BYOB, they're outdoors, Fans have given us their homes. They're going to be cooking us food. We're going to be living high on the hog. These are so much more fun than your average fucking uh, club shows. The the Robbie Bernstein uh, presents uh, 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 the Notes of a Goon Summer Porch Tour. I'm sure he'll love that now that he's left the room, Mike. Um, but yeah, go to RobbieTheFire.com. Uh, you go to show, you click the shows tab. RobbieTheFire.com slash shows, if you will. Yeah, yeah RobbieTheFire.com slash shows. You can get you can get tickets there to all of them, uh, various backyards. Uh, and we're going to be doing shows. Menuhin's going to be with us in, uh, Menuhin Hart's going to be with us in uh, both Philly and in Maryland. It's going to be a great time. Last year, a snake attacked the Shedcast guys. It's one snake? It was a snake fell out of the roof of uh, this guy. Max has a great bar clubhouse shed that he lets us hang it's going to be a party afterwards there'll be fireworks on the 4th if you got nothing to do and you're anywhere near Myersville, Maryland come through we're doing a stand-up show we're getting drunk it's there's going to be fireworks uh max our host has bought a ton of fireworks anywhere near maryland i'll tell you right now if mm-hmm. you're in the greater dmv right mm-hmm. like if you're if you're in richmond virginia uh-huh it's nowhere near maryland no it's worth the drive it's it is of course it is uh, so come out. Summer Porch Tour is going to be happening all summer. We might be adding a date in Hoboken, which I think Mike is going to come to. Uh, I think there's a pool at that, which what? I'm going to go for a swim. I got my back waxed for the summer, Porch Tour or a pool tour? I mean, look, I'm going to go for a swim. Look, I, I love a swim. I don't book a hotel without a pool. I like a morning swim. Uh, uh, I, get a, I get a back wax once a, w- once a summer. That usually coasts me through the summer. I can go for a couple. I go for a couple swims. I'll show off the. Uh, show off the traps. So, ladies, if you want to come out, you want to see. You want to see the shoulder game. Come through some porch tour. I'll pop the shirt off. Uh, and obviously, go get that notes of a goon shirt on podcastmerch.com. On uh, starting uh, July sixth, uh, July twelfth to the twenty sixth. Look at that shirt, Mike. You have two weeks to get that shirt. Look at that shirt, Mike. Hell yeah! I'm gonna make uh, I'm gonna make them clip this just for a real real quick on uh, Instagram. But yeah, uh, that's a dope shirt. It says "Goon Across Your Heart," and on the back is some great fan art from Adam Yeeter from Blood De- Blood Desert Comics. Great shit! Uh, I'm really goon excited. holding notes. It's a goon holding his notes, mm. just like I hold my notes on this show. Moving on, Mike. We're moving on from plugs. Yes. We never do a move on from plugs. Uh, well, 
Do I have a mic? Oh, there we go. Uh, well, yeah. Well, while we're at it, just we'll have a mic. My mic didn't work for a second. Oh, right. At Chris from B K L Y N on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm currently suspended from Twitter, Mike. Are you? What do you do? I threat. I didn't even threaten. I said, uh, I hope everybody that works for HP, the uh, printer company, Hewlett Packard, yeah, dies in a fire. Yeah, that's wishing death on a lot of people. They they employ quite a few people. Mike, I had a, I had some serious printer issues. I'm aware. I saw I you. Saw, I saw you right after. Showed up to Old Man Hustle with ink all over your hands. I was in a fucking huff the other night. My printer decided to not print in color. I needed some things printed in color uh, by the morning, but I had a spot with you uh, at, at Old Man Hustle in Brooklyn, and uh, I had to come. I had, I had an obligation to you, Mike Harrington, and, uh, and, the, and the fine people at Old Man Hustle, and I needed to get this thing printed in color, but it kept printing in black and white. I tried. I'm telling you, Mike, I'm, I tried. I, I have this Chromebook in front of me. I tried this. Still black and white. Tried my phone. Still black and white, Mike. Tried my girlfriend's Macintosh. Still black and white. Tried my Windows PC, Mike. Still would not print in color. Did, did you have the color cartridges in there? I did have the color cartridges in. They were all full. Here's what's annoying. When I would print the print test, you know, you, sit, you, you just hit the button on the printer and it'll print the print test. Perfectly in color. Did you check the print yep. settings? Yep. Make did. sure you weren't just printing in black and white? Yep, I did. On all three on all three actual computer devices, I don't know how to do that from my phone. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay. So because of that... I uninstalled all the drivers and reinstalled the drivers. I did lots of different troubleshooting on the website and uh, still couldn't get this thing to print in color, Mike. So because of that. I spent three hours, Mike. Three hours. Try- yes. You know what I hope happens to everybody at Hewlett Packard? They don't necessarily have to die in a fire, but I hope that their family all has uh, some sort of organ cancer and then they tell them to uninstall and reinstall their fucking internal organs like they did to me with the fucking drivers. Fucking assholes. It's 53,000 people, so we're talking. 53,000 people work for that dog shit company. Yeah. So you wish for 53,000 people to die in, in a, a fire. fire? Yes. Right. And And now. You're wishing for their extended family, yes. right? Like the so hundreds you, of thousands of people. You got to figure exponential, yeah, yeah, hundreds yeah. of thousands, if not millions. You want to have internal yes. organ cancer? Yes. Okay. Yes. How because long? I you... couldn't print in color for three whole hours, Mike. How long are you suspended from Twitter? Seven days. It feels like a light, like, like kind of a slap on the wrist. Just gonna say this, Mike. I was being a little hyperbolic. <laughs> I think you should be able to say that about a fucking major corporation. I wasn't wishing death on them. I'll tell you this, Mike. Uh, uh, so I called HP uh, before I came to Old Man Hustle. I called HP. Brooklyn and, Comedy Club. Uh, Brooklyn Comedy Club at Old Man Hustle. Uh, I called HP, and uh, uh, they said, uh, is your trouble, are you using a Mac with your printer? And I just said yes, because I did have a MacBook open on my lap. I had three computers open on my fucking lap, Mike. Three. Uh, uh, so I just, that was the first thing they said. I said, yes. Uh, I talked to them for a while and they said, well, you're gonna have to call Apple. It seems like an Apple problem. And I said, transfer me to the Microsoft people. And, uh, there was no Microsoft people and I got disconnected and I'm pissed. But here's what this Apple, this was, this is lady said who does HP Apple, uh, uh, tech support. She's going, she's going, sir, it's a very, it's a very old printer. It's just a, you know, it's seven years old, Mike. That's not old for a printer. No. I'll tell you this, if, if it was a computer, if it was a cell phone, I'll tell you, it was my Nintendo Switch. It was my, my television is eight years old. I got like the first generation 4K TVs. It's, 
I, it's a seven-year-old, because I, I checked on Amazon. They were like, well, the warranties. And they admitted that they fucked with the drivers. And that because it's an old printer, that's why they re-updated it. It's working today. As of today, it's not working fine, but it's working better than it was working. They fucked with the drivers, and they, they, they attempted to nuke people's printers, and then they got caught. I saw a bunch of hubbub about it online. So I'll tell you this. I'm glad I wish death on 100,000 people, Mike. I think it was justified. Okay. I was slightly inconvenienced for three hours. Okay. Caused me quite a bit of stress, Mike. Seven days. You're already, what, like four days in? I saw you on Twitter earlier. Were you just not logged in? You got alt accounts? Well, obviously I have alt accounts, Mike. Everybody has alt accounts. You need some alt accounts. How else are you going to be a weirdo on fucking the internet, dude? I, mean, I have. I had four. it open because I had, uh, I had, I can still look at Twitter. I just mm. can't uh, tweet or like tweets or retweet mm. or tweet. Well, I saw you got booked on, on that hardcore comedy show. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Shout out to Aaliyah Janine. She's great. Yeah. She will not come and do the midnight. I've asked her to come and do uh, the show that is uh, people. The loosely the loosely titled uh, People Chris Wants to Drink with show on Fridays at midnight. I've asked her to do that show. She refuses. You know, you want to hear a funny story about Aaliyah Janine? Uh, she booked me. The only time I was ever booked to do stand-up comedy at the uh, 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 Creek in the Cave was for her show at midnight. Mm-hmm. She did not show up. Yeah. <laughs> she, doesn't do midnight, she doesn't do midnight shows. What are you going to do? She doesn't come to Brooklyn for uh, at midnight. I know that. Mm. All right, now we're moving on. Fuck HP. Um, One drop. The computer sound wasn't on. Mm, okay. Um, so uh, we usually we do a, we do a segment occasionally on the show called Ask the Goon. I keep forgetting to plug it, but if you have, why didn't we do this in plugs? Uh, well, I'm doing it now, Mike. I'm doing it now. Well, okay. Robbie came in here and threw me off. Okay. Yeah, you did call for the you called for the the moving on way too quick. All right, cool. It threw it threw me off. But so we do a thing called Ask the Goon, and we haven't gotten a, we haven't gotten an email in a little while. Uh, but anytime I plug it early in the show, I am uh, uh, surely going to get. Look, it's summertime. Maybe you need some grill advice. Maybe you need some barbecue party advice. I used to throw cake parties on the beach. I can give you advice on that. And you go to askthegoon at gmail dot com, and you can give me some advice. But Mike, you said you. Knew of some advice that you maybe that someone needed. Well, yeah. So it's like uh, I, I have my own kind of like I did this for you a couple weeks ago, and I feel like we got somewhere with mm-hmm. the hooking up with people at work thing. Sure, right? It was some good. Uh, notes. Yeah, people heard the follow up show a few weeks later when there was a drunk person running around. Okay, uh, so that was a, that was a note that people took, uh-huh. um, and it, it <laughs> turned out okay. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> So I was thinking for this one, right? Like mm-hmm. this is, I, I was thinking it would be a good question for the racehorse, but you know, sadly. He relapsed? No, the racehorse has to be here somewhere, Mike. I mean, we don't, we don't know if he's relapsed. We just, we don't know where he is right now. This is a goddamn racehorse. You know, he was supposed to, you know, he was supposed to bring back his sheets from those meetings and it is what it is. Okay. You know, the, we love the racehorse and we hope he's all right. But I'm wondering, mm-hmm. right, in a, in a very ask the goon style mm-hmm. thing, right? Is okay if you were running a bar, okay. Let's say you owned a bar, okay. Right, I would absolutely, as I'll tell you this right now, make sure I have Hennessy and Heineken because any bar that doesn't have Hennessy and Heineken is racist. Fair, that is an absolute rule. If you go to a bar and they don't have at least one 
of those two products, they hate black people. Or they don't want them there. Interesting. So this was the this is kind of the question I'm I'm getting at here. So let's say you own a bar, mm-hmm. right? And you notice, uh-huh. right, that when you walk in, there's a bunch of people. Like you put on hip hop earlier in the night. Okay. Right. Um, you walk in and you see, you know, uh, distinctly, uh, let's say, urban clientele mm-hmm. uh, drinking, you know, decently fancy thirteen dollar cocktails and watching basketball. Okay. Right. Chilling, having a good time. Vibe is right in the bar. Right? Well, the playoffs are on right now. Right. Mm-hmm. 9, 10 p.m. People are, are excited to be in your bar. Your, your bar is doing all right. You, you pop into a back room where, where, where there might be a whole other set of entertainment going on, and you lose sight of your bar for a minute, and you realize 20 minutes later uh, that Motorhead is playing. Okay. Um, you, you then come out and ask your bar manager uh, why Motorhead is playing at 10.30 p.m. on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. and his response is, well, uh, you know, we thought it might help change the clientele in here, uh, you know, because some of these people, they don't really, you know, they don't rack up high bills and they don't tip very well. Now, would you consider that bar manager a racist? 100%. That's, it, look, <laughs> it, this is the weird, this is a weird thing about this, where um, I've worked with black people in the service industry who are kind of just like, it's the worst. You know what I mean? It's, it's such a weird thing because I didn't know that stereotype when I was a kid because my dad had the Italian place, right? Now, it's not like, it was in Sheepshead Bay, which is a pretty white neighborhood. So we didn't get a ton of black people that came in. But the ones that did made sure to not put, like, the, there was no way you were going to think a stereotypical thing of the black people who by chance came into that rest. It, ne- it never once came up in 16 years that I was alive. And I talked, I-, I used to talk to the waiters about it. They were like, and they'd be like, yeah, you work in a diner. It's completely different. So I don't know who was in, but I'm saying $13 cocktails and they're being ordered. I mean, fair. Uh, it's fair to say that these people are drinking. You know what I mean? You can, you can see what's happening. Also, it's just like if somebody's walking by and sees a basketball game in on and comes in and buys a drink, they're not – you know what they've tipped in the first round. They, they, if they paid cash at least, you know what I mean? So it's like at that point, it's like you're just – especially, look, here's the thing. If you have a full bar as opposed to an empty bar on any night – but this past weekend was the last weekend of Pride. And Brooklyn doesn't really have – there's like a Pride Parade in Park Slope – and even though Williamsburg is kind of, uh, or wherever, all these neighborhoods are gay neighborhoods. Bushwick. Yeah, wherever this bar might be. Bushwick is a gay neighborhood. All of those people, in North Brooklyn, all of those people go to the Pride Parade. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you can get a clientele in on a night like that, in general, a full bar always looks more uh, enticing to people walking by than an empty bar. No matter who the clientele is. At least for me. I don't want to walk into an empty bar unless I absolutely want to walk into an empty bar. You know what I mean? On a Saturday night, I don't want to walk into an empty bar. So if you're trying to chase away the customers you have, that's insane. Okay. Especially in New York City. So so your note for that guy, right? Like, for your note for the owner, right? Because we're, we're, we're putting you in the owner's shoes here. Okay. Right? You, you got to so, fire so that guy. I, I, uh, 
Well, if he says that that's why he did that, yeah. If he just says, I'm drunk and wanted to listen to Motorhead, which is what you should do when somebody was asking you that question, even if your motives were that you're, yeah, I say, I say that that is very clearly, it's, it's completely racist. It's, it just is. (laughs) It it just, it just is. Like, (laughs) I'll tell you this. I used to run. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of the bar, but I used to run a show uh, for a summer in Coney Island, and um, the bar. I knew the bar before I ever did a show there, and I inherited this show. It had a budget, and it was like kind of a fun summer. Um, but uh, I, the bar. I knew the bar from before, and I asked the guy who was running this bar. I go, "What happened? I thought that other bar was making good money." He's like, "Oh, I'm the same owner." I just changed the name, and I go, why? He goes, look, so Coney Island is this uh, weird kind of place where for years it was desolate, and then kind of there's been a revitalizing of Coney Island, right? So they had this bar, and he was kind of just like, look, we kind of had to let the, like, our regular clientele was the hood. Like, he was, like, very frank about that. He was just like, the projects are right here. Coney Island still desolate. I needed to cater to that crowd. But once things turned around, I needed to actually make money on this investment where I was just breaking even for years waiting for the development. So he's like, I had to rebrand. He, he's like, I had to shut down for a month, change the inside of the bar, rebrand so that people didn't feel like they were being double-crossed by, by the ownership of this bar. But it wasn't like... It wasn't a black thing. He was literally letting guys who sell coke hang out in there so that he could fucking make his rent. Which is a com- and he was literally like that's what we were doing. We were catering to that demographic because they were the people in this neighborhood who had money in the winter. Like it it, it just what it is like I mean whatever. Coney Island is a huge project. It's 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 a poor neighborhood. Like so that I get he changed that guy changed the entire the name the gimmick of the bar, the look of it, fucking everything. Um, and he was just like, he's like, look, look around you. It's still mostly black people in here. It's not that, I swear. <laughs> like, I was like, I mean, you're, you're trying a little too hard, but okay. But I would say that that bar manager is probably racist. Okay, so being what your clientele is right on a, on a regular night mm-hmm. right where it is primarily people of like a you know i mean it's a latin it's, neighborhood okay but yeah i mean there's there's a lot of white people in there but there's also you know there's a fair amount of black people a fair amount of like whatever you 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 got to fire that guy right like you can't have that guy managing a bar if that's how he's going to manage your bar yeah i think so okay i think if you, look I, i'll be honest if you're if you're chasing away any paying customer from my bar, this is a small bar we're talking about. We're not talking about like a club. You know, I mean, whatever. We've always said that the, you know, the classic dress code um, for New York City, when, once bars try to get fake fancy, no hats, no Tims, no baggy jeans, no jerseys, may as well just say no blacks. I was with Paperface. Obviously, he wasn't wearing a mask in Philly once. And the guy literally looked at him and said, no mustaches. And my buddy was just like, just say no black people, dude. Just say you're fill up on black people. They didn't have Hennessy or Heineken at that bar. 
How would you know? You went in, left Pape outside? A different time. Hmm. Sus. You're not from Philly. Before then, yeah, but those guys all went to school out there. I went out there more than once to see them. All right, fair enough. Um, okay, so follow-up question. Mm-hmm. If you were another employee at that bar, mm-hmm. right, knowing that someone had just been fired, would you immediately feel like you had job security? Right, when somebody else around you gets fired, does that make you feel like you have immense job security, or does that well, make Well, I mean, you... if I'm not a racist, okay. if the person is getting fired for being a racist, and I'm not a racist, and I know I can't be fired for being a racist, right? And I'm somebody who could probably be fired for being a racist, even though I'm not a racist. But And you don't have a job. I... Okay. Semi-retired, sorry. Se- yeah, se- yeah uh, you know, I do, th- I do things, Mike. You Did do you hear stuff. all the stuff about the Summer Porch Tour coming up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we've got dates. You fine. can't get fired from the summer porch tour. That's true. Literally, Rob, that's as close as Robbie's going to come to firing you. Yeah, which just <laughs> happened. Yeah, that's true. Um, fucking, but I would say, yeah. I, I honestly think it shows, because it's somebody, was it somebody who was liked generally until this came up? Uh, it, was a, it was a straw that broke the camel's back situation. Okay. But so that's good, too. Also, I'll tell you this. This is something that happens at bars a lot that I know from when I worked in bars and I hung out with a lot of guys who worked in bars. People don't really get fired. What they do is they get passive-aggressive until they quit mm. or they reduce their shifts. I mean, there's places like corporate places in mid... Like corporate, more corporate places in like Midtown and stuff, you just get fired for fucking up. Uh, but it, it, I think it's a, actually a very toxic thing about small small bars is what happens in every one of them that I've ever like been privy to the behind the scenes of is there becomes a work scapegoat. And it happened it happens in other places too that are small businesses. There becomes this like work scapegoat thing where everybody just kind of like is like that guy sucks. That guy sucks. That guy and then they just let that guy kind of know he sucks half assed for fucking a year and a half until he quits and then it just moves on then it just it's like it follows that just fucking lands on some that stink just lands on somebody else and it's more of a in my opinion it's more of a workplace issue than anything else so if so, you're firing a guy if you're like this guy's not great and as soon as something like that comes up you fire him i think that's a good that's a good thing if you're not happy with the work he's doing and then I mean, look, that's – if you're – after a year of bars being closed, if you're drumming fucking clientele out of a bar on a weekend that's notoriously bad for places that aren't in key neighborhoods, you know what I mean? Like, that's like – if you're on Arthur Avenue on St. Patrick's Day in the Bronx – and you throw somebody out for being too drunk, but you've only got four people in the bar, you're a fucking asshole. Mm. Because nobody hangs out on Arthur Avenue in the Bronx on St. Patrick's Day. You know what I mean? I'm just like picking a place that's a, you know. Yeah, historically Italian neighborhood yeah. on an Irish day. Yeah, yeah I guess. You know what I mean? Like, just people just go to the city, go to Midtown, because it's not hard to get to Midtown from there. No. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's that kind of thing. It's like, what are you fucking doing, idiot? So I'd say, yes, that is racist. I'd say, yes, it's perfectly fine. And also, it's fine to feel secure in your job if you're 
if that person gets fired around you because it means yeah. But how do I know if the it stink follow? It follows. Oh, to you me. think it could? You think it could land on the next the next person? Yeah, I mean, it would check out like that makes sense. You just said it happens. It does happen. Um, but it so usually... how do you avoid that landing on you? <clears throat> I mean, do your job really well for like two months. Mm. It's tough. Stuff for anybody, Mike. You know, actually focus on their job. You know what I mean? Seems seems downright untenable. Yeah, it's it's hard, dude. It's it's hard to do what you're paid to do, Mike. It is just a difficult. <sighs> Moving on. It's Pride Month, Mike. We said that it's the end of Pride Month, right? The show comes out the last day of Pride Month, something like that. Day before, whatever, a couple days. It's about it's about over. Uh, big Pride weekend. Well, Pride's never over unless you let it die. Pride never dies. It's true. Um, I'm drinking. Um, I usually drink beers on the show. I'm drinking. Um, I have a menagerie of different colored seltzies because it's Gay Pride Month, you know. So I'm celebrating with some seltzies. I've got one of these. Uh, it's a pink uh, uh, Natter Days. It's a natty light strawberry lemonade and beer mixed together. It's for those who like strawberry lemonade, the gays, and drinking beer, the non-gays, me. So it's pride. See? Gay, you're not going to find a gay person drinking a Natty Light. They wouldn't be caught dead. Natty Light seltzer, maybe. That's true. Natty Light seltzer. But even then, they would be like... I'm pretty bad. I couldn't get the on-brand White Claw. This is not very fashionable of me to be drinking a Natty Light Seltzer. I don't know why you think all gays have to be fashionable. Does that really say Natter Days on it? It does say Natter Days. All right, that's pretty tight. I'm back in on Natty Light. Yeah, Natty Light is... Uh, they're crushing it. The flamingos on here, dog? I'm all about Natter Days. Yo, Natter Days are what's up, dude. Dude, if you, if you ask me... You're more like a Napper Days? Mm. Do you like a good nap? Damn. Fuck Saturdays. Natter Days are for the boys. Yeah, Natter Days are for the boys. It's true. Um, but so yeah, it's it's pride. We talked about. Did we talk about on the show the cop thing that uh, kind of blew up uh, about the gay cops? No, we talked about the six gayest cops a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the six possible gayest cops in New York. Um, but fruit bat cops, whatever. Um, sorry. Um, but it, there was a thing. It got blown up by like the conservative media. There was a there was a story that came out that the pride parade. Was banning cops. Right, cops now, weren't allowed to go to Pride. But the not to patrol Pride. It's not like the mayor was like, "Don't go to Pride." No, I thought I thought the point was the cops no. weren't allowed to march. Off-duty cops were not allowed to march under their own banner at Pride. Right, which just, to me is just uh, uh, fair because gays are not allowed to march in the St. Patrick's Day parade. Are they really? Yeah. That's been a fucking thing. They're not allowed to have a gay banner. They have to march in their fucking uh, county. So if you're a LGBTQ plus cop and you want to march in a pride parade, you have to wear a pup mask or a fucking leather hat or be a fat lady or, you know, just a regular person that happens to be holding a flag. See, hmm. I threw that one in, so it's not bigoted. Yeah, whatever, man. Uh, uh, keep kink out of pride. Um Really? That's a that's a real thing they were talking about this year. And then I saw people walking. Who was talking about that? I, I saw. I did hear that. Saw it all over Twitter. Who? But yeah. But that's like. I feel like that's like a. I feel like that's also like a right wing infiltrate. So basically, what I was trying to say no. is, this, 
No, it was from like the fucking good, like real hardcore leftists. Like they're like, you know, this isn't about can't. It's not about like whatever. Like this is they want to make like kids feel inclusive at Pride, included at Pride. Oh, you know what I mean? They wanted to without be- doing that. I mean, whatever. This, this is a thing that always get. I guess so. They're, what they're saying is there's some good leftists who are saying, uh, good leftists like gay people who are saying like, you know, you're you're, you're Barney Frank gays, right? You know who Barney Frank is, right? Barney Frank was gay? Yeah, he was the first. I, how great is that? The first openly gay. Pull up a picture of Barney Frank. Um, I mean. The first openly gay congressman was just that, like, sloppy of a dude. And it's just like, buck all the stereotypes, dude. Like, it's just like, it was like, uh, like you know what I mean? Like, first of all, I just thought Barney Frank was a guy with integrity. And then I found out he was gay. And I was like, you know what? More power to Barney Frank for not throwing it in our faces. I mean, doggy. Sure he's not trans? Uh, oh, damn, them nips is popping, dog. That is, uh, that's the gayest picture of Barney Frank possible. <laughs> How did you find the only super gay picture of Barney Frank? Uh, I'm just saying gay icon Barney Frank. I don't know. This, is, this one's pretty gay. Is he kissing a dude? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest, day. though. I'll be honest, though. Solid fucking pull. That is a handsome dude that Barney Frank married for. Like Barney Frank's not a good looking dude. No, Barney Frank knows he's fucking. Yeah, look at him. Look at his eye. Pull it up again. Pull it up again. Big ups to Barney Frank, man. Look at him. He's like, yeah, look at this. I'm fucking the shit out of this guy. Fucking eight years younger than me. I'm waxing that fucking ass, dude. That guy looks twenty years younger. Could be easily twenty years younger than him. It looks like you know how much older you look than me. You know. Uncalled for. (laughs) But anyway, got a backwards hat on. But anyway, um, what were we talking about right before that? The cops and the the cops and the kink stuff. Pull up, yeah, pull up some of this stuff for that. But so there was this thing where um, conservative news sites, particularly Fox, I saw something on something came into my YouTube feed from Gutfeld, and they were all saying that cops were that the city was banning cops from Pride. And so I was out this weekend. And there were so many more fucking cops out than, like, even on places where the parade wasn't. Like, I was in Midtown. Really? And there was just gay stuff happening, and there was beat cops. I think the city of New York was just like, oh, like, if you're going to report that we're not letting cops go to Pride, we're making every single cop work, and we're putting them on every fucking... There was more cops just, like, around than I've ever fucking noticed. Like, I was in Midtown West. Now, I know there was a shooting in Times Square, but I was like... All the way west. I was on Ninth Avenue, and there was a cop on every fucking block, which I haven't seen since ever. That that strikes me as weird because I did hear from a few people who went to Pride uh, in the West Village that there was less police presence noticeably huh. this year than in past years. Maybe they just wanted to see that. <clears throat> maybe. Um, but I just happened to notice a lot of cops, so I thought maybe the 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 NYPD was just more out in force. So you're saying, all right? So there's also these groups, and it's a weird thing. So like. When a conservative media outlet like that tries to run with a, they're banning cops from attending the pride, like from patrolling the pride parade. I think some of these more liberal groups, like the the the, you know, the middle of the road liberal groups, right? Um, what they're trying to say is, let's not give those media outlets an excuse because there's always that. Uh, there is like an extreme example that circulates. On the internet and some of the more like right wing like subreddits and shit, and it's um some fu- whoever fucking did this is a ridiculous human being. But somebody at a pride parade somewhere or some or some sort of event let their son dress in drag and do a strip tease for it was a few years ago, 
and that that circulates every year around Pride Month, around some of these like things. It was like it's an isolated incident where a kid was dancing for dollars in front of men, and like the 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 parents were like he always wanted to do this and like this and that. He found out about strip teasing from like maybe RuPaul's Drag Race or something, and they let him. And uh, um, <clears throat> it just it just gets and I I get that that's probably why they want to keep the kink out of it, right? That's the idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm reading a whole bunch of articles. Apparently, did you know, like the Independent will come out like and be you know on uh, May 25th, a week before Pride, and will be like keep the kink out of Pride. Then Vice will run an article that's like here's why the Independent is fucking gay, or whatever, you know, not gay. Yeah, whatever. They're yeah, they're not gay. They're, they're a gay. They're the gay kind of yeah, gay. They're a bunch of fruit bats over there at the Independent. Right. If you don't know why we keep saying fruit bat, uh, me and Mike. Uh, are white guys who grew up uh, and you in an age where you just called things gay uh, when you meant bad, and so I said, or you meant lame or soft, right? Mm-hmm. So we said last week. I just I want to recap for anybody who missed last week's episode, Mike. Uh, so we say fruit bat now, and now you might think because the word fruit is in there that's also homophobic, but it's not. There are two kinds of bats: there are blood bats and fruit bats. One of those is clearly the softer bat, right? Okay. So what are you saying? Um, Bunch of fruit bats at the independent. Yeah, right. So so it's essentially just, you know, people who have to make content for the internet just arguing about this back and forth. And the mm-hmm. Vice article is like, I mean, really, there's not much of a difference between two men holding hands and one man holding another man on a leash in a gimp suit. And it's like, okay. I mean, there's a difference. Is that really in the article? It's Pull it up. I got to see this. I swear to you, I just had it up. Um, yeah, I'll look for it. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, the, uh, so this is from an article from Vice titled, uh, The Pride, the Kink at Pride Discourse Needs to Retire. There are more pres- pressing LGBTQ issues we need to push for this year, like rampant transphobia in the UK. Uh, Hold on. That's a pretty good uh, pup play outfit, though. I'll be honest. It's a good, it's like a Batman pup play mask. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like Bane play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing, he's doing a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, this year the Pride Discourse started early, which is fine. It's good to get these things out of the way. My favorite moment was when someone wrote a piece for The Independent that included the line, a man holding hands with his husband is not the same as a man holding his pup's leash as he leads him around on all fours, clad in leather and wearing a gimp mask. I would it's not argue, a gimp mask. It's a pup mask. Those I, are different. I would argue it's not that different. Connection comes in plenty of shapes, but that's besides the point. Kink at Pride Discourse is tired and needs to retire. I kind of agree. I think maybe... Um, Pride is a month long, right? Yeah. You can do a kid-friendly pride parade, and you can do... There's, it's a month... In all these major cities, there's multiple celebrations across the course of a month. Right. Um, there's no reason why we can't just have... You know what I mean? Like, just you can do both things. It's a fucking month long. Everything probably doesn't need to have the leash people. Right, every, every weekend you're saying. I'm just every day doesn't need the leash people. <laughs> Maybe last weekend do it like Mardi Gras, right? The last week of Mardi Gras is balls to the wall, right? And like the rest, so like you know Mardi Gras is a month long, also, right? Mm-hmm. So or it's whatever, it's the entire. Is it? Oh, it's before Lent. It's the month before Lent, and then it's just the last week where everybody from out of town comes in and gets fucking shit faced and acts like lunatics. And I'm not saying, yeah, well, I am kind of saying, like, look, the kinks are a little fucking, they're kinky. That's why they're kinks. 
they're fucking kinky, right? So it's like maybe you keep that to the last weekend, and maybe the last weekend of Pride, you don't bring your seven-year-old. So here's the thing. I did kind of notice that this weekend a little bit, right? Like, because I've been seeing people walking around with, like, the rainbow stickers and the earrings mm-hmm. and, like, you know, the love shirts and all that shit, like, all month, right? And, like, that's been it's been fairly tame. But, like, it, it, every now and then I remember, like, oh, yeah, it's Pride, right? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Pride Month. And then this weekend. Yeah, the, yeah there was a leather strap set. It was so much. Like, just yeah. people with, like, the, the, the rings around their necks and the collars and the, the whole. It seems like two straight guys here have really figured this out, Mike. Two straight white guys have really figured out how to fix pride. <laughs> well, no, it seems like pride regulates itself is what I'm saying. You know, at least yeah, I guess natu- naturally, because I, I didn't see, I mean, whatever you see like pride flags in my neighborhood, but like you didn't see, I didn't see like costumes until this weekend. Well, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I talked to a bunch of like, you know, they're queer. But they're like, you know, they're straight chicks who like attention. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. You know what I mean? So, I like, get it. it's for them, it was like this This last weekend was like, all right, what are we doing for Pride? And it's like, I'm looking at them like, what are you talking about? Pride's over. Like, it's July almost. And they're like, no, like, tomorrow's the big day. You know what I mean? Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, all right, that's. All right, whatever, sluts. Exactly. Like, this is, that's all that is. Like, yeah. that's literally what you're saying is like, yeah, this is the like this is the weekend where we all go out and be whores. And it's at like, this point, oh, okay, I'm just gonna cool. throw this out there. At this point, I think when uh, people are mad at Pride, they're less mad at Pride and more mad at straight white women at Pride. Mm-hmm. That's like, always been. The I think. I think when when people are like, well, how come we can't have a straight Pride parade? Is because they just want some of them sluts around their shit because they're scared to go to the gay Pride parade as dudes. Grow up. It's not a lot of broad saying. Why can't we have a straight Pride parade? Because those chicks are just getting dicked down. At Pride. Not even at Pride. Just whenever they want. They know uh, how to get that dick. Sure. But it's like, yo, you know, like, dude, the, yeah, the amount of, like, the amount of uh, of undeserved dick, right, that some of those sluts must get at Pride, mm. it's unreasonable. Fair. You know? You got some fucking kinky gays who are like, yeah, fuck it. I'll try anything. <laughs> I mean, wh- even pussy. I mean, that's a butt, I guess. It's not as chiseled as I like it. <laughs> Here, put this pup mask on, lady. <laughs> uh, here, you know, what's a crazy thing about the pride thing this month? And I didn't think this was that weird, but I saw some um, uh, some family members and like friends of you know, like, you know, sometimes you end up. Facebook friends with your buddy's uncle or st- stuff like that. Nickelodeon had a drag queen explain uh, um, pride. Explain pride, yeah. And now here's a weird thing where it's like somehow the drag queen thing has gotten roped into shitting on pride. But I, I always knew what drag queens were when I was like a little kid. Did you? Did you know? Like, I mean, my mom explained it to me, but I think just because she watched Night Court and there was drag queens on Night Court a lot. Okay. Uh, and then she pointed them out to me in the street in like Manhattan when we'd be in Manhattan when I was a kid, and I always just thought it was like, oh, it's like dudes who dress like ladies. They just like they just. Like, she explained it to me. She was like, she's like, I've known drag queens. They just kind of like like it. It's not like they're not necessarily gay. They just like it's just it's a fun thing for them. It's 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 wearing a costume or like whatever. Like she explained it to me in some way where I was like, oh, that's not like it's weird, but it's not like. It's not a, it's not criminal. It's not a sin. Like I didn't ever really thought much of it. Um, so like having a a drag queen sing a song on Nickelodeon was a big deal. But that it was a lot of uh, pushback from a lot of these 
fucking groups and stuff. And so I sent you the video. Can you pull it up? And there was a point to it where I kind of went, all right, maybe you don't do the whole thing. It was like, let's watch, let's watch this. It's like maybe two minutes or something. Put it, turn it down. All right, everybody. We'll talk over this. See, all right, this is fine for a children's. I, I don't I don't know that I need this person singing. Not a great singer. So what I found out is I looked into this. There's an artist that made the pride flag, and all of these were supposed to be in the rainbow. All of these things were what he meant these colors to mean when he designed the pride flag for pride parades. Um... Which I think is fine, and it's a fun. It's a nice thing to teach kids in general. Yeah, but now we're we're already rolling in. Like, if you notice through this song, like we've already moved on from gay pride. To it was like, not no, but that's what I'm saying is like when the artist that conceptualized the pride flag put the rainbow colors on it, he did attribute those meanings to the colors. So keep going. Okay, so wait, so this isn't even about gay pride. It's just no, like the gay pride flag. The artist who created it was like, yes, this is for gay pride. But also, to me, these colors mean this. Okay. So, like, that's, like, a real thing that the guy who designed the pride flag. Okay. The original pride flag. I'll pull up the guy's name. I have it here somewhere. Hold on. I just don't know that we oh, need... I think I closed, the, I closed the thing that I had open. I had, like, the guy's name on it here. I, I just don't know if we need this global warming theory in pride. Oh, yeah. Did she mention global warming there for a second? She's like, we got to keep the earth all good and, you know, keep pollution or some shit. Okay. Know. But that's also like a fine thing to put in a children's PSA. But yeah, I guess Captain America or Captain Planet works. Yeah, All continue. Right. Now this is where it gets a little strange to me. Wait, th- has this always been part of the Pride flag? So that's a new addition to the Pride flag, which is that that's where I get a little dicey with it. Is keep playing it. This is where I think it's not like for little kids. Oh, it's still the blue. You can jump a little further. But sure? No, just like, let's let it go. No, like I said, this is no more or less schlocky than... Okay. See? Now... Pause it. So, like, <clears throat> this is where I think the actual issue comes in with the people who that's like, so, like you said, those, the extra little triangle on there. And I get it, like, trans people need representation. So, to, I guess, for so, like black trans and gay people need their own strap, which is fine for the other thing. But they could have just kept the rainbow flag with the other things and then made parents explain it to their kids, which is what they should have done, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, once you add the this is about trans and gay, like they didn't say the word gay until that point or LGBTQ. They said queer, yeah. They said que- before that, right? No, no, no. I think that in there, they didn't even say gay. They just said queer. And- yeah, but they said LGBTQ or whatever. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like trans. That's where it all, that's where race and all that stuff came in. I was like, it's almost like a nice song when it's just like, yeah, blue is for harmony. Like, yeah, like just play that on Nickelodeon with the drag queen singing. And then have the parents have to explain it to the kids without throwing in the other language. I think it's fine. Well, yeah, but nobody wants to parent their kids anymore. That's what TV's for. You know, I think that's a fair point. But still, 
I think that's what they should have done. I, uh, look, I think it would have been less outrage without that last part. Look, I mean, I, like I said, I had the issue with it once I saw immediately with the Earth stuff. I was like, all right, now they're doing, they're putting fucking global warming into this. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like this is the, the same as every other. This is a, a Nickelodeon thing, so it's Viacom, right? Yeah. And Viacom is just towing the, the line that every other major corporation that owns, like... Well, they went, I think they went a step further, because every major corporation just does the standard rainbow flag. Sure. But, I mean, this is just explaining it to chill. Like, it's... it. it here's the thing. The, that's not true. They do more than the rainbow flag, right? Like, a lot of these a lot of these companies will, you know, tell stories of, you know, advocates of... You know, like, they do... Nike go, has dunks with the full trans... LGBTQ flag. Okay. But I'm saying, yeah, so like everybody kind of plays to their, to their, like what their own corporate spin on it is, right? So like mm-hmm. Nike, they make the fucking rainbow shoes. You got, you know, different companies it, like uh, Indeed.com did that thing. I actually thought was really cool last night. It was the ad that came on right after Rick and Morty finished, uh, mm-hmm. where it was like a, a person um, was like, it was a trans person interviewing for a job. Uh, and the interviewer, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's a very clearly a trans person, right? And The interview is trans. No, no, no. The interviewee, the person who's coming into the interview to okay. get a new job, right? Uh-huh. And it says, like, on Indeed, it's like, we have this whole portal. It's like, What you were know, they applying for? Decathlete? Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm assuming it was executive assistant. Powerlifter? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming it was executive assistant, right? But the employer starts with, like, uh, hey, just letting you know, my pronouns are he, him. Would you feel comfortable telling me what yours are? Mm-hmm. And then the trans person is like, thank you for asking. And I then use- just drops a hard R, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> just drops a fucking hard R. Yeah. That's my fucking pronoun, bitch. Uh, and then just flops her dick on the table. Just like, whap. Am I hired? White, white trans person, fat black cock. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Transracial. Only from we'll the get, bottom down. We're going to get into that in a minute, too. Mm. Uh, remember when McGregor said that, by the way? What? He was like, I don't hate the blacks. How can I hate the blacks? I'm black from the waist down. <laughs> the Irish can get away with a lot. McGregor rules. The accents just let you fucking get away with a lot. You can have some fun with that. Um, um, but yeah, so it's like... I, I don't know. Like As soon as you go into the... like. Like, so all these people, all these these corporations, right, like I said, are, are playing to what they do best. And this just happens to be Nickelodeon's, mm-hmm. right, which is, or Viacom's, which is like, all right, this this arm of Viacom, like our pride thing is going to be this fucking goofy-ass song we're going to run a bunch of times as like our PSA, sure. you know. Uh, the same way Indeed.com was running that that promotional spot during Pride, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's you kind of find your lane, mm-hmm. and you appeal. Except for when you're advertising. In, I, mean, did you, I mean, I'm sure you saw the memes of... Uh, all the companies, you know, because every company now has different regional Twitters. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, so a lot of companies have, like, you know, they'll have Mercedes-Benz Europe, Mercedes-Benz North America, Mercedes-Benz South America, and they all have pride flags. Uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz... Uh, Russia? Saudi Arabia did not have ah, pride Saudi flag. Arabia. Or whatever, Middle East did not have... None, and they showed like it was dozens of corporations. I'm I'm singling out Mercedes Benz, but like dozens of corporations had this. I mean, like whatever. I made fun of it on my Instagram page, where it was just, like Raytheon had a fucking. You make missiles. I don't care if you support the LGBTQ community. You make money off fucking death from above, you fucking assholes. Which is essentially what they called money shots during the AIDS era. Okay. Um... Solid joke, Mike. Fuck you. <laughs> The uh, I, I didn't process it, uh, but the so the like the black power fist right and like you know you're there. It feels like they tried to shoehorn in every single bit of corporate messaging. That's that, could. that was my problem with the end of it. 
th- this is what I'm saying is like I think a lot of these places can't leave well enough alone. Hmm. If they had just done the original Pride flag, which had an artist that so all of that stuff was shoehorned in by uh, activists later, more recently in the last like two years, the trans flag and the stripes for Black Lives Matter was in the last couple of years. The actual Pride flag, I'll pull it up. I just had it open. I'll pull up the guy's name. It was an it was a gay artist right after the Stonewall riots came out with the thing who was like, yeah, these stripes mean this to me. This should be our flag. And he was a famous gay artist. Um, fucking just Google the Pride flag and what the guy's name is. And like that, I think, is a much nicer thing for fucking children than like the everybody super included. Gilbert Baker. There you go. Fucking, I couldn't think of his fucking name. Also, it's like a weird thing to really like get kids really involved in Pride Month when it did kind of just start with like, it started with a trans lady punching a cop in the mouth in a bar. <laughs> that's how Pride Month started. That's a, that like, that's the fucking menorah burning for eight days of Pride is a, tr- a black trans woman on her 21st, 5th birthday punching a cop in the face in the Stonewall Inn. Which, honestly, better story. But, like, maybe you, you, just leave the fucking... Just leave the fucking blue means harmony, fucking green means nature shit. And that's, we're good. Okay, so I have the list here according to Wikipedia. Uh, okay. I'm surprised they didn't get to hot pink mm-hmm. uh, on the Nickelodeon version, mm-hmm. uh, which is sex. Um, oh, right. They, yeah. probably, they left that one out. They should have probably like put that in, though. Yeah. Uh, red is life. They started it would have been with funny that. to start. It would have been funny to start with sex on the Nickelodeon one. <laughs> Is for sex because it's what about what you look like on the inside, which is pink. Uh, healing, you really no selling these fucking this is hot, these are hot takes, Mike. I mean, you're red on the inside, you ain't pink, depends where. Hmm, fair healing, sunlight, uh, green for nature, uh, indigo or turquoise for magic and art, uh, indigo for serenity, and violet for spirit. Can, uh, we, can we throw this out there with the turquoise thing making it magic and art? I'm gonna say that a little racist. Magic and art? Yeah, because uh, who's very closely uh, associated with turquoise is the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And you're just calling them magical, which is like a weird stereotype that I don't like. You know what? Gay people are racist. Can't argue with that. Um, now they're down to... So this was, the, this was the retro eight that Gordon made, right? Mm-hmm. So Gordon put together this flag. Uh, it had eight different colors on it. Okay. Uh, between 1978 and 1979, uh, the hot pink was removed because the fabric was just unavailable. Uh, then finally... <laughs> between 1978 and 1979, all the hot pink fabric went missing? Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened? I don't know. What movies came out between 1978 and 1979 that influenced fashion enough where they couldn't get hype? Like, look, because I'm going to need some hot pink to make my Natter Days flag. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need a Natter Days flag. <laughs> I'm literally looking it up. Why well, was there uh, a hot pink uh, short uh, fabric shortage? Yeah, I'm fucking dumb curious about that because you know I, I bet it's something like they used like certain bug shells to make the dye or something fucking crazy, and all those bugs went extinct. Hmm. I don't know. Doesn't say. No, I'm I'm reading an article on it here. Um, it's I guarantee it has something to do with coral or something fucking stupid like that. Okay, so I know why they got rid of the turquoise. Because of the thing I said about the Native Americans. 
Wait, they got rid of that too? Uh, okay, so he approached... Okay, uh, he turned to Paramount Flag Company uh, that had been around since 1930s. Paramount had a problem. The hot pink fabric, which represented sexuality, wasn't in high demand. Uh, as CRW Flags explains uh, to the New York Times a few years ago, when Baker approached Paramount to make flags for the 79 Gay Freedom Day Parade, Paramount informed Baker that the fabric for hot pink was not available for mass production, and Baker dropped the hot pink stripe. So that was it. Huh. He, they went to one company. Uh -huh. I'm assuming that was the one company that would mass produce gay pride flags. Yeah. Because in 78, and that one company was like, yeah, sorry, we, we, just, we don't have a good enough hook. We can't get you the hot pink. Oh, and they were just like, look, if you want all these pride flags, get rid of it. And it just like, happy accident, it was the one he was like, this is for sex. Yes. and Probably then, made the entire message more palatable. This company just not being like, we got nothing else to do with this hot pink shit. We don't know how these flags are going to sell. We're not stocking this. And then they just go, all right, we'll get rid of the sex thing. And then probably seriously honestly it's probably why sodomy laws got overturned 20 years afterwards you know what i mean they got rid of that stripe and they're like all right it's probably a good thing they also so i found out the turquoise got eliminated mm -hmm. the set uh the they got also rid of the original brown stripe for the one in the stink they got had to get rid of that that was solid um yeah, they got rid of the turquoise which was the magic one uh-huh uh because they uh when harvey milk died uh, they wanted to do a gay pride parade throughout San Francisco to honor him. And San Francisco doesn't believe in magic. They don't believe in uneven numbers. Uh, <laughs> really? There was, there was seven stripes on the flag when you eliminate the hot pink from the retro eight. And that didn't line up well uh, with the, the streets they had to go down in San Francisco. Uh, so they eliminated turquoise so they could do three and three. And uh, yeah, that's how we got to the six that we have today. You guys just learned about the pride flag. We just learned together about the pride flag. Yeah, and so did 7 billion other people. 7 billion people just learned how the pride flag works. I'm, I'm glad we did this, Mike. I'm glad we learned all about pride flags. And uh, I'm glad that dra drag queen told us about it. She didn't even give us all this information. We're better than Nickelodeon, Mike. I'm better than that drag queen. You, you're fabulous, Mike. I am and fabulous. You fucking look in the mirror and you fucking love yourself for pride. Mike. I do. That's the orange one. That's the orange one, self-love? Yeah, well, healing. Mm. Self-love okay. is part of healing. Okay. Great. Great. Moving on. And I said we were going to talk about the transracial thing, and I didn't want to do it under the pride thing that we were just talking about, because um, <clears throat> that would seem unfair to the, the gays and such. Marginally. Um, but there was a thing that came out. There was a video on Twitter. Uh, there's a guy, I think, I believe in the UK, who uh, decided he was transracial, which... I'm super glad that other than Rachel Dolezal, these transracial people seem to be mostly popping up in Europe. Yeah? I think so. Remember that like lady was oh, a bing yeah, with the or accent. whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking goofball. There's more of them showing up in Europe, and I'm fucking glad about that because it's more of a heterogeneous society, and maybe they can have a weird thing. We have mass shooters. Let them have fucking transracial people, all right? Okay. Um, so there was a guy. Uh, I sent you the video. This guy uh, is transracial Korean, which I think we're going to see more of because the, of the K-pop proliferation. Uh, his face is all inflated, but you can kind of see what he was going for. White. White guy. No, he's look, he was trying to become white, right? No. There's a white guy who became Korean, I believe. Yeah? Am I completely fucking off? What did the fucking tweet say? Uh, no, yeah, this guy identifies as Korean. Transracial. Yeah. Uh, bisexual flag? 
I don't know. That's which. a trans. That's a trans, trans flag. flag. Yeah, and then trans. It's just all, and then a Korean flag. Yeah. So this guy became Korean. All right, let's hear it. Um, so I'm so happy. Finally, I've been trapped in the wrong body for eight years. And that's the Wait a second. Pause. The world when you're trapped. For eight years? Is that an eight-year-old man? Well, he didn't realize it until eight years ago. He, how do you not realize that you're Korean until eight years ago? I don't know. Maybe, well, you know, maybe you just like you hit the hammer on the head eight years ago. You know what I mean? It's like you feel like something's off. Oh, you off. know something. You know, you know you're slanting a certain way. No pun intended because that would be racist. Uh, you know you're going, you're just like, what, what is this? I know I like, I know I don't like British things because they suck. But I heard that song, I think I'm turning Japanese. Right? I think I'm turning Japanese. And I thought that. For a while, I thought I was turning Japanese after I heard that song, and then you know something. Raw fish never really spoke to me, but I like a fish cake over a rice cake, and I was like, "Hmm, where did I hear that before?" Hmm. And then he became Korean. Eight years he was struggling to become Korean. That's such a weird thing to say. I'm f- first of all, I'm finally Korean, dude. You're not Korean. Well, he had the surgery. Yeah, but it's just the top surgery. <laughs> He's got to have bottom surgery, too. <laughs> Which doesn't necessarily mean a penis shortening. I'm just going to throw that out there. He needs to at least have his pubes uh, permed. You know what I mean? He needs, he needs a flatter pube. What do you think? So do you know this, like, you know, Asian people have a gene where a lot, most Asian people have... Uh... Now, Mike, your earwax is, like, sticky, correct? Yeah. You know that Asian people have flaky earwax. Did not know that. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a weird thing, and it's all connected to the same, I think, the same group of genes. Um, Asian people are less likely to have BO uh, and less aldehydrogenase, which is why they get red when they drink sometimes. The Irish also have this issue. A lot of fun facts there. So, like, you mean, like, the rosy cheeks and all that shit? Yeah. Ah. Because if it's, a, it's a lack of aldehydrogenase, which is a chemical that helps you process alcohol. Huh. And it's all on the same... Uh, Jeans. I learned this just to make fun of my one Chinese friend. I'm, I'm, I'm literally throwing that out there. Like, <laughs> the like just because that's how much of an asshole I am. I was like, let me learn some stuff that's more specific to shitting on my friend. Um, let's watch some more of this video. I want to hear more from this guy. Because he, he's got a very um, leave Britney alone vibe, right? Yes, very much so. You don't feel like you can be yourself. But finally, I'm Korean. I can be myself. So, so happy. Oh, it just repeats. Doesn't it also look like the bandage is keeping his eyes up? It literally just looks like he, he put that ace bandage around his head and then just took two pieces of tape. Yeah, it really... It also looks like he's wearing eyeshadow, which is... I can't believe they'll do this surgery in fucking England. Pause. Are you sure they did it in England? I'm, I don't know. Look it up. Look up Ollie London. I just saw that video, and I figured I'd send it to you, and we could talk about it on the air. I saw it going around. But what a fucking crazy fucking thing 
It's just that South Park episode in slow motion is happening. Like, somebody's going to become a doll. I mean, whatever. There's already, like, the lizard man and all this, but we don't have to call that guy a lizard, right? And the cat, you know, there's the people who get their faces uh, tatted up so they can look like cats and get whiskers. Oh, that's, that's definitely not a lizard man of any kind. Oh, man, that dude is a lizard. First of all, he didn't even look Korean there. That was pre-surgery. That was pre- Well, like, that's like, you know, they were already transracial, but, you know, starting to, to live a dude, transracial pull that life. Back just up. hadn't gotten the surgery yet. Pull that back up. This dude looks like if Michael Jackson kept going. Before he got the transracial Asian surgery, right? Doesn't it look like if Michael Jackson didn't die, and then whatever was happening to him was like a natural process? Like, it was like um, Benjamin Button, but turning him into a white person slowly. You know what I mean? Year after year, Michael Jackson was getting turning more and more into a, like a white lady. Nah, th- this the nose is still on the right side of the face. That's fair. It this is a strange. Lo- I mean, but that's also a nose that has had surgery on it already. Oh th- yeah, this is sure. a, this is a mentally ill person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's also so weird. Just you can just like you can like things without surgeries. It seems morally reprehensible to give somebody the surgeries. Especially if they go, it's because I want to be Korean. Yeah, dude, anybody who's doing transracial surgery mm-hmm. probably should have their medical license revoked. Mm. I mean, I don't, think I'm, I don't think I'm saying anything wildly out of pocket. No. You, you ever know, there's not a lot of uh, surgeries to become white. Yeah, there is skin bleaching. It happens in, in India all the time. Oh, yeah, that's true. They that's sell like, all sorts of creams and shit, Yeah, it's right? a very popular Sammy thing. Sosa did it, too. But it's not to become white. It's just to have lighter skin but be the same race. Okay. I mean, nobody's becoming, like, a white person. I mean, they're getting pretty light. Yeah, but that's different. Okay, like, if you put, like... Steph Curry's pretty light. Yo, but if you put, like... You put like half the thing, a half and half, in a cup of coffee. Uh huh. And it's like more half and half than coffee. I think it still goes uh, one drop rule. Mm. I think it's the only time it still applies. Maybe. I don't know, dude. That feels like you're just drinking a cup of milk at that point. No, it's a cafe latte. Still mm. a coffee. Mm. A cafe latte is still a coffee beverage, Mike. Yeah, but that's got espresso. That's different. Mm. You know, this is a real head-scratcher, Mike. This is a real head-scratch. I'm just saying, I want to see somebody go in for a permanent skin bleaching, right? And then a hair straightening that stays always straight, and then, uh, I don't know. I guess little Kim has become a white lady, right? Hmm. She's become a cat lady. She's more of a cat woman, right? Mm-hmm. She, yeah, she kind of looks like Eartha Kitt got fat, right? Like, she looks like Earthy Kid's bloated corpse, correct? No, nah, she looks like, literally... Pull it up. Her face kind of looks like Charo. Oh, yeah, it does. Oh, man, yeah, she tried to become a white lady. Okay. Even, like, in the picture on the left, that's like... Because she was, like, a hot black chick. And then... Yeah, very. Yeah, I'm talking about... No, not... I'm talking before that. That's already post a lot of surgery. Hmm. Little Kim was, like, just, like, a hot, like... Hood black chick. Pull up the pull up the album cover to Hardcore, which is her first album. I just Google Lil Kim '90s. Golly, she was hot. Yeah, she was the hotter. 
Nah, pull up the picture. Pull up the album cover to Hardcore. Bruh. I'm talking about even before this. She's already had surgery in these pictures, Mike. I'm talking about she was hot pre-plastic surgery. She was a hot chick. That's how she ended up with a rap career. She was a hot chick. Yeah. Pull it up. Oh, she was just a drunk chick running around the studio. Yeah, she was just a fucking hot-ass fucking chick. Like, I don't understand why she fucking... No, because you know what it is. She's not as hot here. No, she is as hot there. As I think she's hotter there. Here. Yes. Then I think she was here. Yes, I think she's hotter in the first... You're bugging. I, I think she's hotter in the first picture. That's the hottest maybe that Kim has ever been. Maybe that one picture you're pulling up right there, she's yes. hotter. But also, where is Jay-Z's arm in this picture? In her butt. It's, I think it's I think literally that is his finger on her titty. Yep. He's poking her titty. Dude, Jay rules. Fucking he's kinda, he kinda, he's kinda the man. He's kinda he made rules. a lot of money, didn't get shot. Good for him. Right? Dude, look at that. She got fucking she got like the the cum gutters. So so, got, like, so, abs. Little, so little Kim is transracial then. She's a white lady. These fucking right? teeth. She's so hot. So I guess there are trans people that are white transracial. You're right, Mike. They just don't call it that. Yeah. They do get shit. Well, they get called that. Like nobody calls. Nobody's gonna call that guy Korean. Nobody's gonna call that guy transracial. Really. Nobody calls Rachel Dolezal transracial. They just call them fucking idiots. Right. And they just call. I guess they call little Kim like crazy. Right. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. It's weird that uh, she had that uh, she had that cum thing about her. Yeah, but that's to be fair. That was Rod Stewart before. It was. Her. I know. That's my. I remember my mom told me that because I was like, I was like, I heard this when I was a little kid. My mom was like, that was about Rod Stewart when we were kids. Like it's a, that that gets recycled. I wonder, does that you think that exists now about like some Instagram lady, probably Kim Kardashian. I bet one of the car. I bet right now in a high school, there are people saying that one of the Kardashians had to get their stomach pumped for cum. That would make sense. Either that or I'm trying to think. Like, uh, no, you know who it would be? Lindsay Lohan? Nope. Who? Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, yeah, that's probably one. One of the wet-ass pussy chicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and it's probably not Cardi B, we're being honest. They had to shoot her in the foot to get the cum, the drip out of her from the bottom because it was stuck inside of her. And it was, it was so many different cums that they were having a fight inside of her. And they had to shoot her foot till it was like it was like bloodletting. They had to get all the cum out mm-hmm. through her feet. All right, <clears throat> that's our bit on transracial stuff. Moving on. I sent you this article, Mike, uh, 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 about is being fake nice. Uh, Vice put this out. Is being fake nice ruining your health? It's a weird article that I found, and I thought maybe we can go through some of it on the show. Um, so it's, it's a Vice article. Is being fake nice to people I can't stand bad? Um, and so this, there's this guy who wrote, an, uh, who wrote a whole paper about this thing and how it could fuck with you to be fake nice to people. And now I am a person who's just like, always just be cordial. Right? I'm mostly cordial to people, right? Um, I don't think being fake nice is necessarily bad. They're saying that you could forget your real... In this article, they're saying... Let's go through some of the bullet points here. Um, <clears throat> reasons that people are fake nice are uh, you're secretly judging people and you feel bad about it. 
everybody is always secretly judging people. If you if you pretend you're not secretly judging people, I'm judging you. Right? That like there's no way you're not there's no way you're not secretly judging people at all times. You can keep that to your fucking self, but everybody is always judging everybody. We live in a judgmental society and nobody's paying attention to what's in front of their fucking faces. They're always looking at their phones like a bunch of adults. You know what I mean? Um, and so this is not this is not making you you shouldn't feel guilty. I'm going to say that. This article is trying to make you feel guilty. When you didn't feel guilty until you read that you feel guilty. Didn't even feel a little guilty. Nope, you shouldn't feel guilty. You should look at somebody and be like, you're kind of a jerk off, buddy. That's part of life. You're supposed to think everybody else is a jerk off but you. Some of the other things in this article, fucking retarded shit. Um, the person you're pretending to like has something you want. That's also a perfectly good reason to pretend to be nice to somebody. And they're not even pretending. You're just being nice to them because they have something you want. Right, Mike? Right. You just... Maybe you don't hate... I mean, I guess, look, if you are doing that to somebody who's morally reprehensible, right? Like if you're being nice to a, a murderer because they have, I'm going to say, a PlayStation 5, right? And you know that person murders children and puppies. And you're just like, yo, I'm trying to get on that PlayStation 5, though. I don't... I can't... I can't find one online. Let me just... I'll dig I'll dig this little this tiny hole for you, sir. If you're digging tiny holes for a kid, a kid murderer, maybe you, you're being a little too nice to somebody because you want something. But if I go, hey Mike, you're a really smart guy, because I'm like, hey, I need some more spots, that is just fine. We all know Mike's not a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. We all know. All of us, all seven billion people listening to this show know Mike's not a smart Me guy. Me included. Yes. So I'm like, at that point, I'm like, Chris, why are you lying to me? But I'm too dumb to even process that. Exactly. So, um, yeah. What's the next one? Uh, faking it is often easier than having a frank conversation. Yeah, totally is. It's definitely the path of least resistance. Now, sometimes this could build resentment over years. And it will eventually come out in some sort of uh, massive fight. But who cares? You've still bought years of time of not having a frank conversation. It's perfectly fine. Uh, also, there's a here's the thing. Oftentimes, you don't have to be frank. If you're just being fake nice to somebody, it's because you have to see them. Right? It's like a coworker. If you're, if, like, just be fake nice to a coworker. There's no reason. I've had this conversation with my chick. Well, she'll be like, I just have to say this to this person. And I'm like, you're a jerk off. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, you don't understand. Like, you're just making your life difficult. Because that person is just going to pretend that they don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, if you if you have like a conversation, like, let's say somebody's being passive aggressive to you. Do, have you ever had somebody, you know, they're instantly lying when instead of saying, that's not the case, I apologize if you think that way, they go, you can't prove that that's what I'm thinking. Like, you instantly know somebody's lying. You, have you ever had that conversation with somebody where you're just like, you're just doing this because this. And they're just like, you don't know that. Like, well, now I do. Every fucking time. And now I wish I didn't have this conversation with you because now I know you're a piece of fucking shit when before I was just kind of thinking it and I could have blamed it on my own paranoia. 
And it says that eventually pretending will tire you out. Is the next uh, article, uh, the next uh, bullet point in this article. And it says, uh, the thing about putting on a show when you're spending time with other people is that it takes energy and effort, both of which are finite resources that could be going towards socializing with people you actually like. Yeah, but those people aren't around at the time that you're doing this. Like, this is a... Don't go out of your way to hang out with people you don't like. Don't call somebody that you don't like spending time with at all. That's stupid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is, that's fine. If you see somebody, just be nice to them. It's not going to kill you to chat. This article, they're literally talking about in here. They're just like, if you see somebody you don't know that well, and you're like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. Sometimes when I haven't seen somebody for a long time, like, so during it's another pandemic's over, right? You're starting to see people you haven't seen in a year and a half, right? I'm sure you're, this happened to you too, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Especially in comedy. Yeah. I'm always happy to see those people because I have now found out not only do they not die, they are not destitute and homeless or have to move home forever with, and live with their parents. Or just, I know something bad didn't happen to them over this crazy fucking year. So I am genuinely happy to see them, even if I only medium like them. You know what I mean? Even though I don't even really like them. I'm just like, as long as it's somebody I don't outwardly dislike, I'm just like, well, I'm really glad you didn't die. That's fair. You know, I'm just happy to see that you're back and you're fucking around and you're whatever. Like, it's just, I'm happy that you have not hung yourself, at the very least, in the last year. Well done. Good for you, Haas. Um... Here's a, if you fake it for too long, you risk losing sight of your real feelings. Over time, fake behavior piles up and eventually it can boil over in a mess of guilt, confusion, and anxiety. You feel guilty because every time you laugh at a joke that isn't funny or agree to do something you don't really want to do, you're lying to yourself and the other person and lying doesn't feel right. Uh, they just described having a girlfriend. That's just what that is. That's just what that is, Mike. It's, come on, man. This is just misogynistic claptrap from Vice.com. I'm fucking pissed off about this, all right? Um, according to Bonoir, faking it with, a, with friends or acquaintances, especially in pursuit of a better social life, can actually backfire, leave us feeling lonelier than ever. We're constantly anxious about what people really think of us. It can lead to feelings of emptiness because we don't really know who we are anymore. In the worst case... It can keep us in toxic relationships because we convince ourselves that we don't have a right to speak up and get what we deserve. Again, sounds like having a girlfriend in your 20s. Now, in your early 20s, that's what having a girlfriend is. Just being like, you're so funny, babe. I really need to keep putting my cock in you. That's what this is. Decide when and how to be tactfully honest. I noticed they threw tactfully in here, and that you know that's counterintuitive to the entire rest of the article, because they were basically just being like, "Be mean to people," and now at the end, they're tying it all up uh, by saying, "Be tactfully honest." You've been telling me to be an asshole to these people. Uh, for here's here's what: how to tell a friend you don't like their friend, you don't love their friend. If you know you're going to be expected to hang out with a friend of a friend who you can't stand sooner rather than later, communicate your real feelings ASAP to avoid flaking and other weirdness down the road. You have to do the calculation of weighing a little bit of discomfort now versus getting roped into interactions that will make you frustrated and uncomfortable. I'm going to throw this out there. 
This does not work for men. Like, if you don't like one of your boys' good friends who's always at their... Like, this has happened to me recently. Where it's like, you go over to somebody's house and somebody that is just annoying is there. And just like, I just... Can we just not, for this one fight, have to deal with this asshole? I just want to watch this thing and not talk to this person. And they're just going to be like, stop being a fucking puss. That's all they're going to say. Stop being a dickhead. Like, all right, well, if I snap and start screaming at this person, well, then, well, it's your fault. It's like, well, I told you I don't like this person. Like, well, then don't come over. That's what this is. Every time. You can't just be like, I don't like that person to your friend about their friend. You, no, there's no tactful way about that. How, do you, how would you tactfully do that? It says, here, minima, minimize hurtfulness with being selectively honest, which is just lying. Uh, I usually have more fun when you and I hang out one-on-one. All right, fair. But it's just, it's not going to work. If you're a man talking to, like, this, this is so stupid. I hate this thing. I saw, oh. Well, I don't know, man. Like, there are, because here's the thing, right? I, so, <clears throat> I've noticed the exact opposite of this article. Okay. Right, I've noticed there are certain people, mm-hmm. right, who might have some real bad attitudes, just just real negative Nancys, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And what I've noticed is if you take the approach of like, hey, one on one, right, before we go into a group s- setting, right, just make the case, hey, uh, no matter what, you're going to be right tonight, right? I'm going to fucking back you up if at any point I seem like I'm arguing with you or trying to start a fight or anything. Just remind me that we had this conversation, and immediately I'll default to you're right. And you know how much easier my life is around that person? Mm. This is an interesting conversation, Mike. So you're saying that you just tell the person who's a negative person in your life that you don't want, just like, okay, here's the thing, bud. I might get into an argument with you. Just, what do you have, a safe word? No, just, hey, uh, you're right tonight, mm-hmm. right? Just want to, I just want to remind just you. Just a celebration of this person. Exactly, right? And then if at any point I divert from that course, just remind me that we had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's it. But that's just you being fake nice. It is the opposite of this article. Because this article is It's not being fake nice, right? Here's the it's well, if you're starting an argument and you're, you're you're stopping the argument because just to appease the person, that's fake nice. Not really. It's just it's taking the path of uh, taking the path of no struggle. Yeah, but that's what this article is saying is hurtful. Um, you see what I'm saying? This is why I hate this because I agree with you. You know what I mean? I agree that it's probably the best way to do things. And if you can keep yourself in that headspace of just like take a deep breath and go. You're right. Whatever. You win. You're a better person. But apparently it's killing me. I fucking hate shit. I hate psychobabble horseshit like this. People need to understand that you're supposed to do exactly what you said, which is just kind of like, yeah, whatever, dude. Shut the fuck up. You have to be around people. Most friendships are based on proximity. Like, if we're all being fucking honest with one another, let's all stop fucking lying. You're, people listen to me like, no, I love my boys. Of course you do. You've been around them for 20 fucking years. 
Like, that's why you love your boys, because you happen to be stuck in the same fucking place with them. You wouldn't rather be hanging out with Keanu Reeves? That guy seems dope as fuck. You see how good at shooting guns he is? He seems he seems remarkably sad. Yeah, but that's kind of nice sometimes. He, like, donates all the money. He just doesn't care about the money he makes. All right, fine. You wouldn't rather be hanging out with The Rock? No. I don't want to be waking up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym. I'm saying midday for lunch. I'm going to eat 9,000 egg whites? That sounds delicious. No, The Rock's lame. There's somebody cool. All right, fine. Look, no matter what dude I'm hanging out with, I would rather be hanging out with some big titty whore. Right? (laughs) Like, let's fucking be honest here, Mike. I don't care how vapid and stupid she is. That would be way better. Like, I'm just saying. You're just, you're friends with your friends, largely based on proximity in some way, shape, or form. You get stuck in a class together. You get stuck in a job together. Whatever the fuck it is. It's fine. That, like... Think about, think about what your family is. You love your family. Anybody listening to me probably loves somebody in their family. Some people probably love nobody in their family. But most people love somebody in their family. For what? I mean... That's I, just fucking random. They raised me. Yeah, by chance. Like, you know what I mean? Like You're just like... Ha- that's just how that had to happen. You understand what I mean? Like It's like... They were going to raise something. They had that. They were having a kid. You just happened to be the kid. You know what I mean? It's a fucking roll of the dice. Load meets puss. It's a fucking roulette wheel spinning. They didn't know what the fuck you were going to be. They were going to like whatever came out. Yeah. All right. I'm sure they like your brother better, but whatever. It's just all practically, of course, yeah, me, you, you Human interaction requires some level of fucking fraudulence. It just does. Yeah, I mean, at any point, you need to divert from your, like, primary goals, right? Which is food, shelter, security. Puss. Right. To coexist, right? Because you need to understand that you live in a society, right? Which means that your needs cannot always come first. Everybody needs human interaction and contact. Right? Otherwise, you become Tom Hanks in that stupid movie that nobody likes. Nobody likes that movie. Which one? Castaway. Would right. you think I was going to say Forrest Gump because fucking retarded people can't have real interactions? What are you, fucking asshole? I thought you were going to say The Terminal. Terminal? Yeah, oh, maybe. I saw that movie where he lives in the airport. Yeah. So fucking quirky, dude. There's just no one else. Yeah, it's fucking weird. It's fucking crazy. Ugh. All right, I'm coming to the end of my pride flag. Let's move on. Mike, we got to talk about a sponsor. Yeah, we do. Great sponsor. Fantastic sponsor. The fine people at YoDelta.com. You know YoDelta. They're the same people that bring you uh, Yo Kratom. But here's the thing about YoDelta. They're a Delta THC uh, provider. They're fucking fantastic. If you don't know what Delta THC is, uh, it's a perfectly legal substance. It's legal in most states. And it gets you high, Mike. It gets you high? Yeah. Uh, They sent us a bunch of those gummies. And I was like, this ain't going to be shit. And I ate two. And uh, I got real fucked up. Uh, so uh, Yo Delta is a fantastic product. Uh, it's available if you're over the age of 21 and you go to YoDelta.com, you're going to use the promo code GAS. Yep, promo code GAS. And you're going to get 25% off. Uh, but we're and- not on gas. Yeah, but that's still the promo code, Mike. The promo code's GAS. We independent. 
right? Because I didn't want to be over there doing fake shit and being like, hey, Ralph, oh, we're buddies. Let's go get sushi or whatever. We did that last week. But I was on those two Yo, Yo Delta gummies. So I was like, whatever, dude. It's cool. Yo Delta uh, helped me through this uh, business dinner. And, now, uh, and then you paid. And then I paid. I, I paid for my boss's dinner. Very strange thing that I got through that. Thanks to the help of Yo Delta. Uh, so you go to YoDelta.com, use the promo code GAS. You're going to get 25% off of your potent Delta 8 THC. Here's the thing. I was on the road uh, in, down south, and I'll tell you this. Uh, I uh, am scared to be arrested anywhere other than New York. Uh, I've never been arrested in a place other than New York City. And so I don't really like to like randomly buy drugs when I'm out of state. I do my drugs in state because I can deal with central bookings. It's fun. Um, but if you want to smoke weed or something, I'm not going to just like start asking people in a Southern state where fucking Sheriff Buford T fucking whatever is going to fucking lock me up. No, I'm going to smoke some Delta eight THC vape cartridges because they're fucking legal and I'm not going to go to fucking jail and I can get those. If I go to yo delta.com and use a promo code gas, I'm gonna get 25% off my goddamn order. 25% Mike. Okay. So like if you were to call the guy who you pick up, you know, standard bud from uh-huh. now right uh-huh. and you were like yo uh all right let me get like two ace by the way promo code gas he's gonna give me zero percent off but if you go to yo delta.com they give me 25 percent off i mean guys it's, it's a no-brainer it kind of seems like a like a it's a yo brainer it's a yo brainer moving on so this is a weird thing that's uh been in the news a lot i was watching um you know crystal and sagar are mike you know, no. they, they used to host uh, Rising on the Hill. They host Breaking Points on. They were recently on Rogan. I watched a lot of their shit, um, and they were talking about this, and I, we talked about it on High Society a few weeks ago. Uh, BlackRock is buying up tons of houses, uh, single-family residences. Okay. Uh, um, so they're, 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 yeah, they're buying up all of these single-family residences. They bought up a whole neighborhood in Texas, and people are losing their shit in the conspiracy space. Why? Uh, they think that this is the, the, a part of the Great Reset. Um, they think that we're all kind of uh, fucked, and it's like they think that... So I was watching this clip on there, which is what made me want to talk about it on this show. I was watching the clip of Breaking Points, where they were basically saying, this is the build towards a dystopian future uh, where nobody owns their own home. And I just think we live in a time, and I I said this, and somebody criticized me, somebody was shitting on me, and um, there's this whole thing where they're just like, no, dude, you can't be on the side of BlackRock. I'm not on the side of BlackRock. I just think we live in a unique time where uh, you buy up a bunch of uh, one-family houses in Texas because there's a bunch of people that don't want to live in very tightly packed fucking cities anymore, and that's a good investment for major corporations for the first time in a long time. There's also a lot of free interest rate money going on. Uh, a big way around this... But yeah. also the housing market is at its peak right now. Well, a big part of that is is being driven up by these corporations paying over market rate for houses as they go on the market in certain places. Mm. Uh, it's driving up overall averages of price uh, home prices. A big part of why uh, ex- buying existing homes is helpful, too, is because lumber prices are at an all-time high because everything has a shortage, shortage right now because industry was shut down because of COVID. It's a very unique time. But like anything else, it's like there's simple fixes to this stuff. So like in New York, there are whole neighborhoods owned by companies. 
Like Long Island City, like most of Long Island City is owned by this company called Rock Rose. Uh, they bought up tons of the fucking buildings out there when I was working out there years ago. And they just rent to people and it's like kind of fine. They do good. They do good by their retail customers. And you just kind of move to another neighborhood. Like you don't rent a house from these people if you don't want to rent a house from these people. The idea that they're going to own all of the houses in a country the size of America is it fucking insane. Like it's not a real thing. To think that that's going to happen. Well, yeah, one company. Yeah, but even tons of companies. This will become unprofitable. There's there's also simple local fixes. It doesn't have to be like, obviously, they're being propped up by federal money, right? Like, there's tax write-offs. But in New York City, there's all these companies that own tons of apartments, right? And uh, the reason why rents are artificially high in New York is because you can write off the vacancy as a loss. So every month of vacancy, we've talked about this a little bit on the show before, but every month of vacancy is a loss that they could write off on their taxes. So let's say you're paying 25% taxes, right? You have four apartments. You could leave one empty until somebody's willing to pay it. And you could say it's a loss because you couldn't find anybody to pay the market rate, right? Um, But the market rate is whatever the people want to fucking pay for the fucking apartment. That's how markets work. There should not be that tax loophole. All the prices would come down. Rental prices in New York would come down if they got rid of that tax loophole. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's a very simple fucking fix. And I bet there's a simple fix like that in fucking Texas, where there's some fucking tax loophole that makes this more profitable than it should be. It's just that all of a sudden people are like, oh, we're going to move to Texas because it's very fashionable to move to fucking Austin right now. And some fucking, you know, it's like definitely some junior executive somewhere like came to some, his higher up who, you know, with like a detailed plan, Mm -hmm. right, about how there's this massive tax loophole that nobody was even thinking about. And it's like, it's why they hire 24-year-old kids out of fucking, you know, the the biggest business schools in the country. Exactly. I, and I also just kind of think, like I said, it's a unique opportunity. Look, here's the thing about um, rent, uh, rental houses. There used to be a lot of, you used to be able to rent a house in Brooklyn. You can't anymore. They're all just either owned or you can rent an apartment. Like, I, there's not, maybe like deep, deep Brooklyn, you can rent a full house. But it, it's very rare. I rented, my, my mom rented a house when, we, when I was a kid. But you can't do it anymore. Um, <clears throat> it's... It's a weird thing where they're just like, yeah, like everything is going to be owned by these companies. Like we live in a city, like it exists in New York. It's not the worst. I like, and but there's these people that just think that this is the end of American civilization. It certainly isn't. It's just right now, this is a business plan. At some point, the market will change again and those people will dump the houses. They'll make a, a hefty profit on it, but people will dump the fucking houses and they will just be bought by somebody that wants them at the fucking time. That's all that's going to fucking happen. I don't really think we're going to move towards like a German-style economy where more than 60% of the fucking country is renters. Hmm. It only exists in Germany because Germany got fucking firebombed for fucking World War II. It's not going to fucking happen. It's a, it, like, I don't, I don't think these people should be doing it. I get why people are fucking upset about it, but it's not some crazy conspiracy for fucking uh, rich people to create a dystopia. It's just a fucking thing that is fucking happening because of the unique situation. Just like the run up on crypto. We live in a unique time with unique economic circumstances. It's creating a unique opportunity. People are taking advantage of it. Be mindful of it and don't rent from them. All right? We got all the plugs done in the front of the show. Right? Yeah. Is there something else we need to plug? Because I want to get the fuck out of here. Uh, just uh, the people Chris wants to drink with show is done. Is a new host this weekend. It's, uh, but it's, going it's uh, on taking a hiatus for two weeks. Friday at midnight. 
The People Chris Wants to Drink With show at who's, Brooklyn Comedy who's, Club. Who's booked on that show that I'm not going to be at? I don't know. You haven't even booked it yet? I never book that show. It's just the people Chris want to drink with. But I'm not going to be there. I don't know. I'm sure I can find people some. I would want to drink with. Yeah. Who's going to host it? I don't know. Who's somebody you want to drink with who's a good host? Nobody. Nobody. Zach Amico. I don't think I'm getting Zach to host the midnight show. Nope. Definitely not. He's good at it, though. He's got a whole show called Midnight's Pooh Show. You should check it out. So the people Chris wants to drink with show, Friday nights, Brooklyn Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. You got a show, Chris. Congrats. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll be there in three weeks. Um, uh, you know, rate and review the show on iTunes, you know, fucking at Chris Rubikaylyn, at the M. Harrington on the social media platforms. And, you know, check out that Summer Porch Tour and that shirt at podcastmerch.com coming out. What the fuck did I say? June 12th? July 12th. July 12th. Yeah, because it's past June 12th. To the 26th. July 12th to the 26th. The first ever Notes of a Goon merch. This fucking uh, rainbow flag of booze has got me a little twisty. Good. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me. Little girl